I'm Kim Singletary. And I'm Rich Collins with Biz New Orleans Magazine. Welcome to Biz Talks. Each week, we reach beyond the pages of Biz New Orleans Magazine to bring you in-depth conversations with members of the business community. From the names everyone knows to the ones destined to make their mark, we'll dive into the top issues, best practices, successes, and failures of every industry that calls Southeast Louisiana home. Welcome to this week's episode of Biz Talks. This is Kim Singletary. I'm the managing editor of Biz New Orleans Magazine, and this week we're talking some food. Um, we've got Greg Tillery with Weedats Chicken and Shrimp this week. He is um, a, a hometown success story who started with a food truck in 2013 and is now up to seven locations, four in Louisiana, three in Texas, plus his own seasonings line, and is a big hit on Instagram right now. And welcome, Greg. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. That was an awesome introduction. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate right off the top it. Yes, there. yes, yes, yes. Nah, yeah, I'm I'm very glad to be on on the show. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a a, a journey from 2013 to now uh 2021, going into 2022. We've done a lot, been through a lot, learned a lot, um, and you know, have really grown a lot over the years so you know let's jump right into it i'm, I'm excited to, yeah. to, to have this conversation well okay so like every conversation starts where'd you go to school you know you're new orleans so so okay yeah how did where are you from okay so i'm originally <laughs> from the seven ward you know if we talking wards and we talking locations in new orleans i'm from the seven ward uh right around saint bernard and broad by saint saint, saint augustine oh, yeah. uh, high school um, and then I, I actually, uh, went to Edna Carr high school, shout out to Edna Carr. Uh, their football team, uh, is led by, uh, one of my great friends, uh, Bryce Brown, coach Bryce Brown, who's doing an amazing job and took these guys to so many state championships and won, and, you know, they, they undefeated right now. So I just wanted to kind of give them some, some kudos and, and shout out to them. Cause I, I rep Edna Carr, uh, very heavily. It, it was a, big part in um what i you know what, what i've become today you know and i we can talk more about that just from an entrepreneur yeah standpoint but um yeah and from from edna car i actually uh went to tuskegee out in alabama the uh prestigious tuskegee university you know has so much uh history uh one of the first hbcus and graduated right. with a sales and marketing degree and from there, I, I went into the, the corporate America and did a, the corporate America thing and, you know, did that for some years and kind of realized that that wasn't for me because of, you know, a lot of things that, you know, was happening as far as them downsizing and, yeah. you know, laying people off and, you know, it just was a lot of stuff happening. I just couldn't, you know, in my mind and in my heart, I was like, hey, I can't uh, depend on, you know, someone else to put a roof over my head and food on the table so you know I wound up investing everything that I had and in, in starting a food truck that I knew absolutely nothing about but so, yeah I was know, gonna we, say that so you don't have a culinary background right and so like and you're you know you're not from one of ma these major food families in the city so like how did you just you just said hey I like I like wings I like I like chicken I'm gonna <laughs> how, did, how did that how did that happen you know uh, that's a, that's a great question um a when I was at Tuskegee, 
uh, on Tuesdays, a lot of me and my, my frat brothers, we used to go to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. You got to give Buffalo Wild Wings the props because <laughs> uh, they, was, they was one of the originators. But we used to go to Buffalo Wild Wings on Tuesday. And we went because we was broke college students, but they had 50 cent wings. Yeah. So um, we used to be in there. And I mean, with, you know, just being around just guys that you genuinely love and guys that genuinely, you know, are your friends. And it just was a bunch of, and it just filled with a bunch of just good times. So when I did think about starting a food truck, or I did start the food truck. I was like, you know, what is something that I love? you know, to eat what, you know, what, am, you know, what is a, a passion of mine that I can eat every day? Uh, and that was wings, you know, and, and wings, you know, I, I call myself a wing connoisseur. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love wings. And not only on that aspect, you know, wings is, you know, when you think about wings in New Orleans, or you think about wings, you know, anywhere you think about, you know, I'm going to just start off by saying Saints games, you know, Pelicans games. Oh, yeah. You think about, you know, sporting events. You think about, you know, a good time. You think about being in the in the dome in that atmosphere or being in the Spooky King Center, you know, in that atmosphere or being at home, you know, you know, cooking some wings or grilling some wings, you know, to watch the game. So, you know, you know, wings is a universal language, you know, and it just it just always reminds you of uh, just a good time. And it's just it's just a. A, a, a great food to just eat on, you know, if you just, you know, if you in the mood to, you know, have, have a good time. So, you know, when I was thinking about what it was that I was going to serve, you know, wings were just, it, it was, you know, number one on, on my mind. And, you know, I, I, like you said, I didn't go to any kind of culinary school. I graduated from Tuskegee with a sales and marketing degree. Uh, and I didn't, you know, grow up, you know, I, I grew up, you know, watching my mom, you know, watching my grandfather, and my grandmother, you know, cook in the kitchen and fried chicken and do things like that. But, you know, I was more of an entrepreneur. I was more, I played sports in high school. So I really wasn't, you know, at home in the kitchen, taking a lot of time in the kitchen um, as, you know, being in, in my younger years. But, you know, once I got on that food truck, I tell you, you know, it was a bunch of trial and error until I got it right. So, well, I was going to say, so like, it's one thing to be a connoisseur and to enjoy a certain type of food, but then to, to do it well enough to make it your own and, and make it something that other people are going to love. Like that must've taken a bit of, yeah, like trial and error. And where did you get your recipes from? Or is it stuff that you just kind of started to throw together? Or? So I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, it was stuff that I just started to just experience, experiment with and, throw together and see, you know, and test it, test it out on the truck and see if the market liked it. And, you know, what was the feedback and the response, you know, on, you know, the, the quality of the food being cooked and the so different sauces that I was using and different seasonings that I was using. And, you know, so it was a lot of trial and error. It was a lot of, you know, just sitting back and taking a lot of uh, feedback, right. which, you know, a lot of people don't want to take feedback, but, you know, for me, you know, I always believe that feedback is a gift. You know, you want to know when, you know, things that are not going the way that they need to be or not tasting the way they need to be because, you know, me being the person that I am, I want to make sure that, you know, my my, my goal in, in the restaurants now and my motto in the restaurants now is every plate, every time, you know, it has to be right. So, you know, just over time is just perfecting your craft and perfecting the things that you, that you, that you do, you know, just to, to make it and, and get it to the standards that you want. 
So you you put um you kind of all of your eggs into into creating this this food truck, and then how long until you really started to like for those entrepreneurs out there how long how long was it until you really started to go okay I think I got this. You know what's so funny? It's funny you said that. Um, I was still working my corporate job, and I'll tell you what I did. I was a district sales manager for Frito Lay, okay. um, and I was still working my corporate job Monday through. Friday, but then hopping on my food truck, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights, you know, working the truck. So, um, it got to the point where as in, I was like, Hey, look, I'm making more money on a Friday night working on my food truck. than I was making for my salary of me working 80, 90 hours, you know, for Frito-Lay, unfortunately. So, you know, it got to the point where as in, I'm a firm believer of, you know, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because, you know, when when you are uncomfortable, that's when you trying to figure stuff out and you're forcing yourself to grow and, you know, and, and get out of the space that you're in. And, you know, God definitely had me very, very uncomfortable uh, in those times. You know, I'm still I, I'm still uncomfortable with a lot of stuff that I, I do. And, you know, because I, I'm constantly wanting to grow, I'm constantly trying to, you know, come up with different ideas, whether it be on the product side, you know, of going, you know, putting more products in, in the grocery stores, or whether it be us signing, you know, going through the whole process of uh, uh, doing our FDD, which is basically to uh, sell franchises and to be able to, to sell franchises now. So, uh, you know, it's just, you like I said, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I was very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, but that's, like I said, that's just where the growth came in and I, but to answer your question, I realized just being on the truck on, just on the weekends that I can do more and make more, you know, especially investing into myself than I would with just giving all of my time and efforts to, you know, another corporation and nothing, and it's nothing, to, it's nothing against anybody that doesn't want to go the entrepreneur route, but I'll be honest with you since COVID, I mean, it's so many entrepreneurs out there yeah. that, you know, you can't even imagine, you know, everybody is selling something. Everybody is doing something. Everybody is opening up something, which is amazing. I mean, it's amazing, you know, because the world is, is was built off of the backs to small business. So it's great that, you know, it's great that a lot of small businesses and a lot of people, uh, you know, has, have that entrepreneur spirit, entrepreneurship spirit, but, you know, people got to understand, I'll be the first to tell you it, it, nothing happens overnight. Right. You know, it, it, it sometimes it takes 10 years to get that one good year that'll change your life. So how long did it take you to go to food truck to first location, like physical location? Uh, it took us from because I, I wound up going full throttle on the food truck, uh, I think, in what, the, in 2014. Okay. Uh, but we started outgrowing, to be honest with you, around this time. In 2014, you can tell that the business was picking up for the food truck. So we was parked right there at 3801 Tulane Avenue. It was, we started doing so many numbers and we had so many hits that it started to be a landmark. It was, well, I'm not going to say started. It was a landmark on Google. So, so many people was putting in that address to come to the truck. But I said that to say that Bayou Classic 2014 you could tell we had 20 30 people waiting on food outside the food truck 
And right then and now, I was like, hey, look, I know I need a brick and mortar because we can't handle the demand anymore. It's just, it's too much volume that we're doing. And we just have a very, very limited space. So right then and there, I just knew that, hey, look, I got to get, I got to get a food truck. I mean, I have to go into a brick and mortar restaurant. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) because I knew nothing about running a restaurant. But again, like I said, trial and error, figuring it out, making a lot of mistakes, you know, a lot of hard mistakes, a lot of sleepless nights, just a lot of just sweat equity, a lot of blood, sweat and tears that just went in. And I'm literally blood, sweat and tears that went inside of, you know, building, you know, Canal Street. And it was all financially funded by everything that I had saved up from working on the food truck. So I didn't have any banks giving me any money or any loans or anything like that. It was all based off of just getting it just from the ground up. So how did you use it? One of the things that's really amazing is your Instagram and all that. Like you said, you have this this strong marketing background. Um, how did you use that? How, how big of a part of that has been your success? Uh, to be honest with you, you know, that's the way of the world. Um, yeah. You know, it's one of those situations where as in, you know, I quickly identified that social media, what social media was about to become uh, before it, you know, really evolved. And, you know, a lot of things you, you can just see like how the world is just changing and, and has evolved since then. You know, I've been on Instagram, I think since, 2013, 2014. So the following that I have, it wasn't nothing that happened overnight. You know, it came from just over time of cooking for this person, of cooking for that person and getting shout out, whether that be, you know, Anthony Davis getting shout out, shouted out by him from, you know, cooking for him or whether it be uh, Matt, my friend, uh, Matt Barnes, my, my bro, Matt Barnes, uh, uh, Steven Jackson, uh, you know, cooking for, you know, a lot of these big, you know, big time celebrities, not to, to name drop, but, you know, who had a bigger platform that I did that, you know, over the time, you know, my boy, you know, Dan Root, who has 3.1 million followers on Instagram now, but, you know, him being able to advertise and cross promote the products and what it is that I was doing, uh, you know, and getting, just getting tad bits of followers here and there from, you know, everybody. So, and then doing my own marketing, whether that be, you know, having billboards in the city and, you know, having my uh, my Instagram on the billboards and, you know, doing radio and having my Instagram on that. So, you know, just a lot of little nuggets that I learned over the years with that. But, you know, I built my following off of just the years of just cooking for different people and even just people that don't have big followings. You know, if you shout me out and say you got 200 followers, but three or four of your followers, when you post a picture, follows my page, you know, I'm b- constantly building my followers up. So, you know, like I said, it just, it just came from just a lot of just time and time and effort. So now you have, like we said, you have seven locations. So this, you got four here in Louisiana. So what are those? Okay. So we have our Canal Street location, okay. 1407 Canal Street. We have our, um, 4905 West Bank Expressway location in Marrero. Uh, we have our Oakwood Shopping Center location, which is uh, right there in, in Gretna. 
Uh, we also have our uh, Monroe location, which is about four and a half hours away, but that's in Pecanland Mall at 4500 Millhaven Road. And then uh, we have locations in Texas as well. We have a location uh, in off of Highway 249 in Tomball. We also have a ghost kitchen concept that we have started and it's been very, very successful since we, we uh, opened up and that one is, is inside of Houston. And then we have uh, uh, Weed that's inside of Walmart in Cleveland, Texas, oh, wow. uh, which is about 45 minutes north of Houston. So what made you expand into Texas? You know, it's so many people from New Orleans that lives in Texas. And, you know, you, when, if, when I look at my business insight, it's funny, it goes New Orleans, Houston, Bat, and then Baton Rouge. So I just have a strong following in Texas. And so many people, like I said, come from Texas to come to New Orleans and, and have eaten at the restaurant that it just made sense. And when the opportunity presented itself, you know, it was one of those situations where I didn't want to turn it down. I, I said, this is definitely what I, I wanted to do. So how many people do you employ right now? You got to have a, a pretty good to have seven different locations. <laughs> Uh, you you looking at between ten and fifteen people per location? Oh wow! Yeah, so um, I don't have an actual uh, uh, exact account uh, amount because you know as well as I know that it's you know the 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 market is tough to yeah. to to keep to keep people and, and to get good people, uh, and which we try our hardest you know, every day to, to, to make, you know, our environment good and be one where people would w definitely want to work at. But uh, I mean, like I said, you would have to, you could probably, you could say between, like I said, 10 and 15 per location and you multiply that by seven and, and, and that's the, the total that you'll get. So you said you've had, you've had a lot of, it's a lot of trial and error. Um, this is supposed to be, um, a very supportive environment New Orleans is for for entrepreneurism. Have you had any help that way from local organizations or from mentors um, to, to kind of help you scale? So as far as uh, the support system, I mean, the city of New Orleans, uh, even from the food truck has been behind me since the beginning. It didn't take off originally you know when I first got on it it was situations where in you know I was at locations nobody knew about me but once words started getting out about weed ads in the brand you know we definitely got a lot of love and support from uh the city of New Orleans the people in New Orleans uh as far as mentors and stuff like that as far as to help me scale I I, I don't I wouldn't I, I can't say that I had any help up from that well you know what I take that back coming from the food truck into the restaurant I didn't, but currently now one of my uh, biggest mentors in my life who comes from a food environment is uh, Mr. Frank Christiana, who owns uh, F. Christiana Food Distrib Distribution Company located in uh, Marrero, who's just uh, bought out by U.S. Foods. Oh, okay. So um, he's definitely a mentor of mine and has helped me to really elevate my business from a branding uh, standpoint, as far as with logo cups, 
logo bags, uh, logo containers, um, having uh, just things that, you know, can really make me look professional in, you know, in the, the eye of the public. So uh, he's really helped me with that and then helped me with uh, getting my food costs under uh, control and just giving me little tad bits uh, of dropping little, little gems you know, on me over the years. So if I would say I had a mentor, it, it would definitely be Mr. Frank. So I would definitely want to shout Mr. Frank out. But my other mentors uh, were were men that did not have, you know, any food experience. They were just men that were influ influential to me, you know, as I grew up and in, 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 uh, in growing up now. So, um what what were some of your you had mentioned Bayou Classic and I think right. I, I think I saw you you were in Essence Festival. What what were some of your kind of big breaks that you were like, okay, oh, I think I think this is this is getting going. You know, Essence Fest has shout out to Essence. Essence has been a big supporter of us, especially they do a great job of coming to New Orleans and tapping in with the local brands. So uh and and that Definitely had some great opportunities with Essence as far as from a culinary standpoint of, you know, cooking, cooking demos and being featured and having a boot inside of the convention center and those lines being just, just crazy, just long and just jam-packed. So, you know, Essence Fest, Bayou Classic, um, you know, I, I knew, I, I got a, a couple big breaks, you know, I was able to fly out to, California and, and, and start a food truck out there and cook for people as big as Lawrence Fishburne and oh, wow. uh, like I said, you know, a Anthony Davis, who's a friend of mine, Morris Chestnut, Ava DuVernay, you know, just some of those people, comedian, you know, Lil Rail, you know, who's friends of mine, Tone, Tone Bell, I mean, you know, Lakeith Stanfield, who's one of the biggest, Kofi, some Omar Dorsey, I mean, I can just go on and on <laughs> with, the, with the names of just, you know, friendships that I've developed over the years, but it's been multiple big breaks of us just having opportunities and seeing the light at the, at that, you know, at the end of the tunnel, like, yo, this is rough. This is rough, but oh my God, look, I have an opportunity to cook for Lawrence Fishburne. You know, this is, you know, he's an icon, you know, Ava DuVernay, she's an icon. She's, you know, amazing in, in the, in the film industry. So no, we have, I, I have so many, God has blessed me so many different ways and given me so many, you know, different opportunities to be able to rub elbows with certain people that, you know, it's just, you know, it's just been a blessing. So, you know, I'm just embracing the journey and, you know, em embracing the process to be completely honest with you and just keeping it pumping every day. So you've got, so you've got these locations in two different States now, when did you, you, you broke out with a, your own seasonings line too. And, and how does that work? Bro That's something people can yeah. pick up at a grocery store and. Yes. Yeah, so a great question. So the seasoning line actually came when COVID first hit. What oh. I didn't mention was that we talked about some of the trials and tribulations that I experienced. I had to shut my restaurants down for about eight months uh, oh, during COVID. So um, and when I shut it down and I shut it down strictly because of the, the unknown, I was I didn't want to be a part of the problem, still having foot traffic, still having people coming inside the restaurants. I just wanted to be safe and do what was best. So I wound up shutting it down. But out of that evolved the, the, the seasoning line, whereas then I started to really expand on the seasoning line. And uh, I wound up, you know, coming out with the sweet heat sauce and uh, I mean, the sweet heat seasoning and then the wasam hot sauce. And then we dropped the seafood boil 
uh, which you in New Orleans, you in Louisiana, you know, it's huge in, on, in, during boiling season. And then we dropped a, a red beans, uh, a dry red beans that you can cook from scratch. And then, you know, we dropped the dirty rice and jambalaya. And we got, uh, we have a, a, a red beans and rice that's going to be in the box uh, that's going to be dropping. We have a lemon pepper seasoning that's going to be dropping. We have a beignet mix that's going to be dropping. We have a biscuit mix that's going to be dropping. We got, we have so much stuff on the product side that, you know, is, is unreal. But, you know, COVID is, is what b- kind of birthed that child for me as far as with the products, you know. But, you know, like I said, I'm a strong advocate, a strong believer of, you know, everything happening exactly the way that it's supposed to happen. And, and you know, it doesn't happen by mistake. No, absolutely not. Um, have you had have you had supply chain issues? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, we. I mean, we every we we dealing with supply chain issues just like the rest of the world. It's just about you know getting. Uh, it's just about getting and being ahead of the curve and preparing. So in situations like that, I may have to order more when I do when I am able to place an order, order extra and order more so that I always have you know, backup and I always have stuff, you know, in stock just in case we don't, you know, so we don't run out because, you know, everybody's having supply chain issues. Everything is going up. The cost of goods is going up with everybody. So just being able to maneuver and pivot and understand what's going on and just being able to adapt is the biggest thing and plan. So what's the end game here? What do you see? You see franchises, you see what, what's your ultimate goal? My ultimate goal, that's a great question. My ultimate goal is to have a weed ads in every city across the country. Um, and every, I should say every state across the country. And because um, we'll, st- we'll start out small, but, you know, once word starts to get out, you know, you got places like Texas, where as in we got all these locations in Houston, but we haven't even tapped into Dallas or we haven't even tapped into San Antonio or different places like that. So, you know, I say, I want to say state first, but it can turn into just being a weed edge in every city across the country. And uh, as far as the the, FD, the franchising, you know, we're finishing up with our FDD process right now, which uh, FDD is basically um, the contract, which uh, gives us the legal right to be able to sell contracts to people. And it, it has the, you know, all the details in the contracts and everything about weed edge and all that kind of, well, weed edge and all that stuff inside of it. But it, it helps us to, be legal to be able to do it and we're about 98 99% done with that aspect so we're about to start selling franchises and then even on the other side I'm gonna be honest with you I'm having a great time with selling my products and creating creating products and to be honest with you I would love to have my wings inside of the freezer uh you know like some of the other you know companies do right now uh you know you can get rally's fries in the uh you know in in the freezer and I want to be able to do the same thing. I want to be able to do the same thing and offer that with that. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, for, for how quickly things have gone so far, I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> so, but just like I said, the Lord, you know, every, I feel like everything is already written out. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm just sitting back and embracing the process, enjoying the process, enjoying the journey, starting to, really really have fun with this stuff because i've been for the last close to 10 years just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding but it's it's it's, it's getting fun now i'm having a, a great time you know just being able to see 
uh, you know, everything that we worked off on, still just working hard to make sure everything is is right and everything is correct, you know, and, and constantly making we that's better and, you know, you know, making sure that people's experience is everything that we we advertise it to be. So what would we'll kind of finish out if, if you were looking back, like you said, you've been grinding, grinding. If you're looking back 10 years ago when you were starting out, if, if you could give yourself some advice, <laughs> for, what would what would you say? That's an excellent question. Um, if I could give myself any advice uh, from, I guess, what I know now and, and back then, um, I don't know. I would just, I would tell myself to just have more patience. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is just to have more patience because I, the reason why, I, you know, like I said earlier, you know, sometimes it takes 10 years to get that one year where your business, you know, starts to take off. And, you know, it's kind of been that effect for me. You know, I feel like, you know, everything that I have, everything, you know, everything that I, you know, I'm able to accomplish, you know, God never lets me get too high, never let me get too low, but keep me right in the middle. And, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be, it's nothing that's going to be handed. I'm going to have to work for it. It's going to be some kind of trials and tribulations. It's going to be something, you know, that's going to happen and go wrong, you know, during the process. But it makes you and it helps you to appreciate it a lot more once you go through it, get through it, and then you know you you can you able to see the, the the fruits and the experience of fruits of your labor. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, there's so many startups going on right now. I mean, we were already a startup hub, and then you've got COVID that hit, and a lot of people realizing the same thing that you did that you know the jobs are are not guaranteed and even if they are they might not be necessarily what you want to be doing so um i, I think it's exciting 100 correct <laughs> it's exciting to talk to somebody who you're 100 correct yeah so so where can people find you we'll end there like where, where can people find you on social on um how, how do they keep track of you and go try out some wings okay cool well um if you go to our instagram page Everybody has an Instagram page. Uh, it's the at sign with straight Weedats, W-E-B-A-T-S. Uh, once you type in W-E, I should get our um, our uh, Instagram handle should pop up. Or you can go to our Facebook like page, which is uh, Weedats Chicken and Shrimp. Uh, and you can go on and, and, and like us and follow us on there. I advertise on both platforms. I even started a, a TikTok. And, and the TikTok is Weedat Food Truck. So you know, you're able to keep up with us on there. But if you wanted to purchase some seasonings, you can go to our Instagram handle page and go to www.weedats.com and you're able to purchase seasonings and see different things and see, you know, different opportunities that we have coming out of the pipeline and then see some of the cool people that we've been able to cook for and, uh, you know, have a, along with on our on our journey. So, um, Kim, I, I really do appreciate you having me. This is an amazing experience. I, you have some amazing questions uh i can't really I, I really can't wait to to hear the the, the, the final product of um, once <laughs> the, the, the podcast is done please send me the link so i i can definitely check it out and share absolutely well i really appreciate it um greg this has been awesome and hopefully it'll be of good use to people who are out there with their own dreams um you know trying to take it to the next level and uh but I, I wish, I wish you all the luck all right, thank you so much. And if you ever need me, don't 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 hesitate. I appreciate you having me on your show. Now and now I want some wings.
1407 Canal Street. 1407 Canal Street. Thanks for listening to another episode of Biz Talks. If you like what you hear each week, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment wherever you listen to your podcasts. And follow us on social media at Biz New Orleans. For more information or to contact us, please visit bizneworleans.com slash biztalks.